Amen. Be seated, brothers and sisters in Christ. Great to be here this morning. As you notice, the youth, some of the youth are gone this morning. They've gone to the Natchez retreat. Tim is there with them also. They should be getting home around lunchtime here or after services. So I'll just go ahead and preach until we get to 12 o'clock today. I'm joking. Don't worry about that. Uh, but I do want to let you know that uh, they are there and may I pray that the Lord touches the hearts of all the teens who are there this weekend and may the Lord work in their lives and continue to become first in their lives each and every day, each and even more so each and every day as well, as well as us, as we come together as God's body this morning, welcome to all of our visitors who are here this morning also, may the Lord bless each and every one of you. We have a visitor who has come from a long way. And Dean Tapero is here from Washington, so we're very glad that Dean is here with us, and God continue to bless us. Tim's parents are here, and Tim's dad said this morning he was finally going to get to come to church in Dangerfield and hear a preacher. So, you could, I'm sure he'll, I'm sure y'all will convey that message to him, right? <laughs> you know, this morning as we think about it, we're really getting into the. We are in the fall season. We had the fall festival this past week. You have all these fall festivals, you have the sweet potato day, you have the pumpkin day, and all these kinds of days, and people are receiving their crops. You hear those people who have those bumper crops. Things are big, things are good, things are, uh, people are receiving what they planted, what they've done, what they've watered, and all these things. And of course, we also think of Thanksgiving coming up when we give to each other and thank God for the, the fruits of the things, the first fruits of all that he's given us, and all those things in our lives. And I want us just to think about that this morning and think what a blessing it is when we have had the opportunity to be blessed, when God has blessed us more than we should ever ask or imagine, when he has given us every spiritual blessing that is only in Christ Jesus our Lord, and only if we serve him with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength each and every day as we look to him. But also, it's a good time of reminder to help me to not get caught up in all the hysteria. Because I don't know about you, Black Friday's coming. Four in the morning in the line, running over each other at Walmart, trying to get something. And most of that is because somebody else said that was something important to get, right? Or something like that. And we have the thing is, what are we going to get for people? What things are we going to do? All of these things going through our minds. But I think it's good for us to reflect and say, Lord God, help me through this time. Not to fall for all hysteria. If you go to Black Friday, have fun, okay? But don't get caught up in it. And I think that's why Jesus, when he was here on this earth, over and over again, he would stress, don't get caught up in our possessions, in the things that we have. We can see Jesus when he talked to the rich young ruler. Leave your possessions. When he tells another one, sell your possessions and give to the poor. When he tells the other ones, all of these different things... It's because I believe truly he understands what the danger is when we start to be comforted, when we kind of start to be strengthened by the things that we have and we forget the God who gave them to us. And we forget the blessing that we have had to receive. And as Jesus says, blessed is more blessed is the man who gives than receives. And so all of these things happening, all these things going on, surely Jesus, when he told out his disciples, when you go out, just take what's on you. So you don't get comfortable in the things that you have with you as well. Well, this morning I want us to look at the story of the rich fool, as they call it. And we're going to open our Bibles in Luke chapter 12, verse 13 through 21. I'm going to read the parable to us this morning before we get started. And then we're just going to look at this parable together and see what we can understand to help us 
in our journey to see what the dangers are of our possessions if we start to take them more important than God. And then how can we deal with those things that we have in our lives in a godly way as well? Well, here we go. Here goes the parable. Luke chapter 12, starting in verse 11. Someone in the crowd said to him, teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. Jesus replied, man, who appointed me a judge or an arbiter between you? Then he said to them, watch out, be on your guard against all kinds of greed. Life does not consist in an abundance of possessions. And he told them this parable. The the ground of a certain rich man yielded an abundant harvest. He thought up to himself, what shall I do? I have no place to store my crops. Then he said, this is what I'll do. I will tear down my barns and build bigger ones. And then I will store my surplus grain. And I'll say to myself, you have plenty grain laid up for many years. Take life easy. Eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, you fool, this very night your life will be demanded from you. Then who will get what you have prepared for yourself? This is how it will be to whoever stores up things for themselves, but is not rich toward God. That's a strong parable that Jesus is telling. And we see there's crowds around him, everywhere around him. And these two men who are in the crowd, one of them yells out, tell my brother to split the inheritance with me. Now, some of you who were in my class on Wednesday night, you may have heard that a little bit from this past Wednesday or the Wednesday before last. Not this one, but the last one. Talking about this subject a little bit. But when we see this happening and what's going on, we understand probably what's going on. The younger brother is asking for his part of the inheritance from the older brother because usually the older one would receive a double portion or two-thirds. And the other one would receive one-third. Perhaps he's telling Jesus, split it down to us half and half. I want a little bit more. And we can see that's kind of what the intent is because when Jesus sees them, first thing he says, who made me arbiter between you? I'm not here to discuss this with you, but I want to get you to what's really going on. Why are you really wanting that inheritance? What is your real purpose, your drive behind what you're doing? And Jesus would say, as he says here in this parable, as he says it, Watch out, be on your guard against all kinds of evil or greed. Life does not consist in an abundance of possessions. We can already start to see what's going on, what's happening in this parable. First off, I want us to see the dangers if we start to be confident in our possessions. The first danger that we have is that we're always going to be wanting to crave even more. Craving for more. Proverbs says, a rich man draws up his wealth and then wants more, and then he looks at it just to feed on it. And as he says, whoever, we've said before, if I had had just a little bit more, I'd be all right. And then once we get a little bit more, if I had just a little bit more, it's a never-ending kind of cycle if we have our confidence in this world. But in this thing and in what we're talking about here, look what's happening. This man is having the craving. He says, I will build my barns. My crops, my surplus grain, I will tear down and build bigger ones. What's the first problem that we see in this craving for more? It's all about me. It's all about what I want. We can understand here from this parable that the ground is what was giving the abundant crop. Now he already had his crops, but now the ground was giving him an abundant crop. More than he could handle, more than he could handle, we can see because he's thinking about what am I going to do? 
But we see very from the beginning, every phrase of this man, I will, I will, my crops, my barns. I think he has a little bit of an ego problem, right? It's all about me. It's all about what I have that makes who I am. First John chapter two, verses 15 and 16 says this. Do not love the world or anything in this world. If anyone loves the world, love for the father is not in them. For everything in the world, lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and the pride of life comes not from the Father, but from the world. The world and its desires pass away, but whoever does the will of God lives forever. It's who does God's will. Now, I don't know about you, but when we see in this passage here, anyone who loves the world, love for the Father is not in them. And Jesus uses the examples of the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. And thinking about possessions, lust of the flesh, I want that for me. Lust of the eyes, ooh, that looks so good. And the pride of life, what will people think of me when I get this? How will they look at me? Will they see me different? Will I be somebody they look at and say, wow, that's somebody. Okay? All of those things going on. Was Jesus ever tempted with possessions? One time they wanted to take him by force to make him king. And he went away to a place of prayer. As not to be taken a king at that moment. But Satan himself takes Jesus to the pinnacle of the temple. And he says, look over this. I will give you all the kingdoms of the world. Just bow down to me. Every single possession under here. Satan had the power to give him. Jesus is going to have to go to a cross and he knows what he's going to have to go through. He says, serve the God and him only. Wow. Tempted with possessions. Tempted with things of this earth. But yet was without sin. Satan left him to another opportune time. And sometimes Satan gives, leaves us for another opportune time. In our lives, the world and its desires pass away, but whoever does the will of God lives forever. It's kind of like the men, as it says in James chapter four, verse 13 through 15, when it says to those, when James is talking to those who are thinking about, I'll go do whatever I want and however I want, and it will happen how I want. He says this. Now, listen to you who say today or tomorrow, we will go into this or that city, spend a year there, carry on business and make money. Why you do not even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Can we start to see why Jesus focused on being careful with possessions? Why not to hold on to them too strong? The very first thing is because they make us want to look to those things. Makes us want to grab on to those things. And it makes us forget the eternal things That are much more important. You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Jesus will go on later to say we have treasures on earth or treasures in heaven asking us where we will build. And we'll get there in just a moment. But the very first danger of possessions is that never being satisfied with what we have. Always craving more. Let's try to be content in our Lord. The next thing. The next danger of our possessions is the sense of security that they give us. 
If we start to see here in this man and what he's doing and what he's doing, what he's at this moment, he says, I'm going to go build bigger barns. I'm going to have all I need. I'm going to put in all that surplus and I will be able to do whatever I want. Eat, drink and be merry. And all of these things that's going on, all these things that's happening to him at this very moment. I have plenty laid up for many years. It's a danger when we start to put our security in things of this earth and not in heaven. He felt that he was secure in his life plans. Money's here one day, the next it's gone, right? Is it wrong to have money? No. The love of money? Yes. And we can see how many times whenever we talk about possessions in the Bible and those things, as he's saying here, I'm going to have the best of all of these things and I'm going to be secure in all my belongings and all the things that I have. Well, sometimes things don't stay that way. Sometimes things happen. We talked about it in our class and uh, on a Wednesday night, but thinking about it, when we talk about that, <laughs> when the stock market fell, there in the time when the depression began, people who had put all their hope, all their security in this world were jumping out of windows to their death because they had lost their security. They had lost their hope. You know, when you say eat, drink, and be merry, it usually has a sense of hopelessness. Eat, drink, and be merry is kind of the idea. It doesn't matter. Nothing matters. I'll go and do what I want to do, how I want to do it. It is hopelessness. We want to be in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We want to obey him. We want to follow him. We want to be secure in him. He is our rock. He is our redeemer. He is the holy one of Israel. He is my shepherd. He is the light. He is the way. He is the truth. He is all of these things and even more. He is God almighty. Lord God, may my security not be put in things of this earth, but my security be put in you. And as we think about security and think of those things, The man who wrote, it is well with my soul after losing his family, after losing his money. How could he say it is well with my soul? Because he knew his eternal destiny and he knew that his security was not in things on this earth. Even his family to the point that when he lost them, he could say it is well with my soul. Knowing the hope that is in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ to be with them again. I have a brother, a friend of mine, and he was talking about, and this is back in Tennessee, so this goes way back a little bit, dates back. A guy's house burned down with his kids in the, in the house, and then, and then they had a wreck and he lost his wife. And what is the content of that man to this day? He still knows that God loves him desires him and he knows that he has an eternal home and if you're hurting this morning don't forget there is a home eternal home 
waiting for us. Don't give up. Be strong. Don't find, you will not find your security on this earth. You will not find it. You will not find it in me or anybody here. You will only find security in Jesus Christ for your eternal life. Jesus said, what gains a man if he gains the whole world yet forfeits his soul? The eternal. I want you and we want to be with the Lord. And so when Jesus is talking about this, the danger of possessions, of craving more, the dangers of possessions of us being secure in those things. It's also the danger of our possessions is making us have a sense of value. And you know what? When I think about this, I truly think. When I think about this passage, I truly think about the rich young ruler in Mark chapter 10. Here we're talking about the rich fools, they says here, okay? But I want you to know, you don't have to be rich to be foolish. Any of us who have possessions are in danger of this. If you have a cell phone, you are in danger. If you have a house, you are in danger. Hey, we're all in danger of this. If we may let possessions grow us. But look here in this passage here, the danger of possessions giving us a sense of value. Look who I am. Look what I got. You know the rich young ruler? And you know, and I, and I see the rich young ruler, and we don't see a bad person. I think I see somebody who loves God, who is wanting to uh, do God's will with all of his heart. When Jesus tells him, keep the commandments, all these things I've done since I was a kid. And Jesus says, one thing you like, sell your possessions and follow me. Jesus, again, is bringing back, getting straight to the, he's cutting to the chase, right? I'm not a good, I'm not an easy person to cut to the chase like I should, okay? But Jesus is. He cuts to the chase. You can ask uh, people sometimes, I'm almost too diplomatic sometimes, but I'm not going to (laughs) be. Jesus Jesus was not diplomatic in this moment. He cut to the quick. Sell your possessions and follow me. And it says that the rich young man left sad. Now I can imagine, and and I see Jesus' heart going out to him when he goes. And Jesus says how hard it is for the rich to enter in to the kingdom of God. And even Peter's like, Jesus, we left everything to follow you. If this man isn't a good candidate, what am I, what's going to happen with me here? But I want us to think about it this moment. And perhaps, I don't know, but this rich young man had his value in the things that he had. What gave him value? Value in these things here. I know teenagers, but I know it's not only teenagers. All of us, if we're not careful, we'll get to keep up with the Joneses syndrome. Where I have to have what that other person has. Maybe not even for covetousness of wanting that. But to be saying, I have the same value as that person. That's why, do you know that some people get jealous when somebody is blessed because they put their value in the things. If somebody was blessed with a nice car, and somebody else will look, ah, <laughs> jealous because they put their value and think the value is in that. It's not. 
I should be happy for anybody who receives anything from the Lord, any blessing from the Lord. Praise God. But if I have greed in my heart, if I have jealousy in my heart, I'm not going to be happy for somebody receiving something even good because it makes me want to say, I need that also. Well, Lord God, help me to be careful. Your value is in the Lord. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. So loved the world, he gave his son for all of us. Your value is in God and what he has done for you. Teach that to your children. Because sometimes we teach them being the best, being the best in all these things. Don't forget to teach them the value of understanding that their worth is not in their things. Not in their education, but their worth and their value is found in Christ Jesus, our Lord. So that they don't let the possessions of this earth or names and titles become more important than the value of knowing who God is. So we see these things happening here. And you know what? With this man and all he has, he, the man, he, he has these possessions. What am I going to do with them? What am I going to I got I to do this. I got to do that. I got to do that. Well, I got to hide this. I got to hide this because if somebody finds this, somebody else is going to want that. You know, they, they tell of a story, and I don't know if it's true or not, but they tell of a story that was a woman in New York who lived on the streets every night. She had a mattress, and she lived on the street every single night. And when she passed away, they went and got the mattress to take it away. And when the mattress was there, they found lots of cash. Lots of cash there. And she hoarded it all under there because she didn't want anybody to get it from what they understood. And there was more than enough than what she needed to have and to be able to help others also. But because of wanting to have it. But you know what that causes? Oh, it's a word. Anxiety. The dangers of possessions is that it creates anxiety. Have you ever had your kid when they see something on TV? Oh, mom, dad, if I don't have that, I will die. If I don't have that, I can't live without that. Is that not what the commercials say? You can't live without this or that. And we get caught up in the hysteria. And the next thing you know, if we're not careful, we go buy something and say, well, how am I going to pay for that? What am I going to do with that? Creates anxiety. When we focus on our possessions, it creates anxiety. It's more like, I've got to take care of it. I can't make, I got to make sure, don't, don't touch that, don't touch that. That's mine, that's mine, that's mine. Oh, I can't let anybody see that because that's mine. All these anxieties that come on you. All of these things that happen. Because even when you see this parable, after this in Luke, Jesus is going to talk about anxiety. And if you're on the Sermon on the Mount, when Jesus talks about treasure in heaven and treasures on earth, after that he says, don't be anxious. So you can see that having possessions is a cause, or the gain of wanting more possessions is a cause of anxiety. Okay? Don't be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition, present your supplications to the Lord. Philippians chapter 3, saying that, just uh, uh, for the moment. But with all those things that happen, what shall I do with this or what shall I do with that? I do want you to know, Jesus loved us so much that he doesn't leave it there. Well, these are the dangers that we have if we start to put our confidence, our value, our sense of security in things on this earth. 
Well, what do I need to do to make sure to guard my heart, to guard my mind, that I don't do that? The very first thing that Jesus says in reply to this man is, watch out. Watch out. Now, I don't know about you. I've never played golf. I've walked the course once. I hit a ball once and the ball hit somebody over here. Okay, like right over there. It was amazing. It was a shot that they'd never seen before. Okay, it was so bad. But I did understand that when that ball's in the air, and if it's going to go hit somebody, you say four, right? Okay, I'm not going to yell it out loud. Almost did. But I got the speaker on, so I won't do it. Four. And that means watch out. There is something in the way. Be careful. Look around you. Watch your surroundings. Okay, Lord, when these things come, when this deep desire for something, help me to watch out, Lord. Is this something that's coming for my good or is this something that that has some ulterior motive in me? And reveal it to me, Lord, if it's not your will for me to have this or that also. Lord God, help me to understand the difference between that when it happens. Help me, Lord, not to be blinded by the possessions and realize the blessings that come from you, Lord. Remember, it was the ground that produced the abundant crop. The man didn't thank the Lord for the ground that produced a good crop. The man said it was all about him. Be thankful to God for what you have. Jesus, when he saw the ten lepers, and they were here on the earth, and they were there with him, and he told them, Go, go wash, and you'll be cleansed. They all went. One that was cleansed came back to Jesus. And Jesus said, where's the other ones? Jesus talked about thankfulness right there. Only one came back to give thanks to God. So in the possessions that you do have, thank the Lord. Be careful that you don't start thinking it's because of who I am and the value I have in things of this earth. Thank the Lord. And we're going to see later on, thank the Lord that we're able to even help others. But he says, first of all, watch out. And he also says, guard your heart. As he says in Luke 12, 34, for where your treasure is, your heart will be also. As he says in Matthew also, where your treasure is, your heart will be also. Is your treasure on things of this earth, possessions of this earth, where moth and rust destroy? Or is your treasure in heaven, where moth does not destroy, the thief cannot break in, and nothing can be stolen from you? Wow. Lord God. Help me to look forward to the eternal home. But God, guard my heart. Guard my heart. Watch out. Here it comes. And guard my heart. Sometimes our heart fools us. So God, help guard my heart. And Ois has talked about this message before. When he says to look up. In Colossians chapter 3, the next thing we want to do is look on things above. Colossians chapter 3 verses 1 through 4 says this. Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. 
Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things, for you died and your life is now hidden in Christ, with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Do you see it again? I don't know if you see it yet, but I'm starting to see it. He says, keep your minds on things above. Keep your heart on things above. Keep your mind on things above. And then he says something very important here again. Set your mind on all of these things. Your life is hidden in Christ. But why is it so important that we keep our focus on things above? Because as he says here in the end, we have the, we have the, the challenge of not being distracted by the things of this world. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Look above. Look on things above. Look to Christ. Christ is coming. Jesus is coming. Are we so worried about our possessions that we have forgotten the fact that Jesus is coming? The ladies, they had a uh, message about that, right? TikTok, wake up. Jesus is coming. And he is coming. Are we using all of our time, all of our efforts, just on ourselves, craving more, having our sense of security and possessions, our sense of value and possessions, that all these things that create anxiety... Are we looking for things above, looking for things eternal, things eternal? What are the things eternal? God, help me to get rid of anything in my life that's going to keep me from wanting to know who you are and keep you from first place in my life. Lord God, help me to seek you with all of my heart, soul, mind and strength each and every day. And as he says here, when he says this in this parable here, but God said to him, you fool, this very night, your life will be demanded of you. Then who will get what you have prepared for yourself? I don't know if you've ever seen that happen. Some people accumulate things and then it's just left and don't even know what to do with it. Sometimes it's just thrown in the trash. Well, it doesn't really matter if your treasure is in heaven. Amen? Don't be anxious about it. If your treasure is in heaven, it's much more. This is how it will be with whoever stores up things for themselves but is not rich toward God. How are we rich toward God? The question is, where is our treasure? You know, in Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, it says that when we give, it helps us to, we will receive more than we give. And we'll be able to help in every good ministry, good work that we have. There is the principle of giving. More blessed to give than it is to receive. But being rich toward God. It's saying, Lord, here are my things. Here's this stuff. If I lose it all tomorrow, Lord, I'm in you. I know some of you here I've talked to before have lost everything. Your houses have burned down, pictures, and all those things. But yet you're here, and yet you've rebuilt, and yet you've continued on. Because we know we're going to some place where we can be, we're going to the Lord. We're going to be in the Lord. And the things that are truly important in our lives, things that are truly about eternal life will be there in heaven 
with us. Question is, where is our treasure? Or in other words, where is our heart? The challenge for us this morning. Lord God, help me not to be so caught up in my possessions that I forget who you are. And Lord God, with the things that you've given me, help me to be a good steward of those things for me and my family and for others around me. Lord God, may the blessings I have, I may be able to use to bless others. Remember the rich man? He had his crop. That was his. There was nothing wrong with that. But he had a bumper crop. He had more than he had. Lord God, I have more than I need or want even, Lord. Help me to use those things also to give glory to you. This morning, brothers and sisters, if any of you need the Lord are seeking the Lord and think, man, I've had my eyes on this world so long, I've forgotten to think about him who is above. We want to pray for you. And for you this morning, maybe that you've been running to have things of this earth and been anxious about having things of this earth, and you're saying, okay, God, I'm going to give all of those things to you. I just want to follow you. I want you to know God's ready to take you. And he says, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And all these things will be added unto you. Lord God, help me to get to the point when my trust, when my security, when my value is only in knowing and having your son Jesus as Lord of my life. If you want to make Jesus Lord of your life this morning, repent and be baptized of your sin in the name of Jesus for the forgiveness of your sins and receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Make that decision and have the greatest possession of all Jesus Christ, his Holy Spirit living in you, guaranteeing you eternal life. Wow. What a great thing that we have to look forward to. Revelation chapter 4, Revelation chapter 5. The beauty of seeing God the Father and the Son in the throne room, on the throne. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. And all the angels around and all the ancients and all of those that we read of the heroes of the faith are there. And they're all there in that circle looking to the throne. Holy, holy, holy. And all the living creatures living there looking at that moment. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. I don't want to miss out on that. And I can have that through faith in Christ Jesus. Make Jesus your life today. Come as we stand and sing and make, let Jesus make you new. We hope by listening to this lesson, you have found a better understanding of the Bible. And through that better understanding, find a closer relationship with God and His Son, Jesus Christ, our living Savior. If you have any questions or desire more information, please feel free to contact us here at the Dangerfield, Texas Church of Christ. You can find us at dfield.org. That's D-F-I-E-L-D-C-O-C dot O-R-G. Or you can email at dfieldcoc779 at aol.com. Or you can call us at 903-645-2896. If you are local to the Dangerfield area, We would love an opportunity to meet you and encourage you in person at 
West W.M. Watson Boulevard, Dangerfield, Texas, 75638. Her meeting times are Sunday mornings at 9.30 a.m. for Bible class and 10.30 a.m. for worship service, Sunday evening at 6 p.m. for worship service, and Wednesday evening at 6.30 p.m. for our midweek Bible class. Grace and peace be with you always.